Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey, 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 everyone. I hope everyone's doing all right. You ready? I'm ready to go. Let's go. Leading in love, Gary and Julie. We're back at it again. Continuing our series on nonstop marriages. Yes, we are so happy that you have decided to join us once again. Yes. So to continue with the topic of nonstop marriages, uh, we're going to be talking about how to get what you want from your spouse. Mm. And our topic is, I want you to do it this way. Basically, how to communicate directly. Yes. Without acting out. Right? And losing your mind. And we're going to get into that. Wait, we talked about relational Mm self-awareness. And one of the first points of that is, are you able to communicate directly what you want without acting out? Because some people choose to act out mm-hmm. rather than talk about, you know what, I'd rather you do it this way. I like when you do that. I hate when you do this. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're going to talk about how to get what you want from your spouse. Right. So we have six questions to answer today, okay? Right. The first one is, what are some reasons why you may not get what you want? next one is what should you consider about yourself before you ask for what you want the next one is what should you consider about your spouse before you ask for what you want and you should think about your spouse before you ask for what you want you can't just run up in there and ask for stuff and they're unable to provide yeah and then you bail on them absolutely okay all right the following one is what should you consider about your marriage? Mm-hmm. What state is your marriage in? Yes. You know, yes. what the, the state is extremely important, but we'll get into that. The following question that we're going to be answering is how do you prepare your spouse to give you what you want? Mm-hmm. He, he, he or she is not a magician. It's true. Right? Right? It's true. And sometimes you might ask for stuff. It takes time to, for them to deliver. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the final question is, what should you do after you get what you want? Yeah, like say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I'm glad you got it right. Or, thank God. Yeah, he finally you know? figured it out. <laughs> now, there's some literature out there on the subject of getting what you want. And it's important because getting what you want should not be overlooked in a marriage. Actually, if you think about it, your marriage probably started with you getting what you wanted, right? The person you wanted mm-hmm. to marry. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the person of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Then your wedding, the way you wanted it. A lot of the things were how you wanted it. Maybe there were some things that didn't go as well as you had anticipated. Yeah, like my vanilla cake didn't show up. Listen, man, you married Jamaican people, <laughs> you have to get rum cake. Listen, Listen, I don't know why we're, why are we still uh, talking about this 13 because, years later. Because it was a pain point for me. You, can't, a, you can't be marrying big, Jamaican it people was a big eye and opener. getting, expecting Listen, vanilla cake. All I wanted was a simple vanilla three-tier white 
cake. And instead, I got, <laughs> I think, like, three tiers. It was five cakes five, five on cakes three levels. On three levels. Three stories, more like it. Yes, with stair cases and, and statues, yes, little figurines. figurines. Yeah. Matching the number of uh, groomsmen and bridesmen. <laughs> so, wait, you're saying that's not what you wanted? Oh, heck, you know. And the fountain with the color figuration behind it. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting heart palpitations (laughs) just thinking about it. Okay, so sometimes you don't (laughs) get what you want, okay? Um, But maybe the job you have is what you want, the house you have is what you want, the number of children you have, the friends you have, the stuff you have in your house, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of things that we have that we want. Mm -hmm. And the other side is where you get things you didn't want. Yeah. Like a lousy neighbor or <laughs> your aunt at your wedding telling stories that people are still trying to forget. <laughs> and Don't let today, your aunt talk on the mic. <laughs> well, that one family member. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. open mics, exactly. okay? Or out-of-control children, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or a spouse that suddenly buckled down under all the weight they have been carrying and just flipped on yeah, you. Yeah, things got a bit hard, right? Mm-hmm. And then there are also things that you get that you didn't want, but it's part of the package. Right. You know, I'm th- I think about that story, that myth of King Midas mm-hmm. and the golden touch. He wanted everything that he touched to turn to gold, but he didn't consider how this would affect the people around him. Right. Okay? Right. So, remember, he went around, everything he touched turned to gold, and then his kids turned to gold. Right. No relationship there. Right. Okay. You know, some other things is maybe the man of your dreams was 6'4", 215 pounds, was sweet, hardworking, and would give you anything in the world that you desired. Yeah. But he has a gambling problem or some type of addiction or some type of illness that showed up after the fact. Right, right. Before, like, it didn't show up at the point of... You know, con- consideration. Nope. But then life happened and, you know, yeah. Boom. Yeah. And there's also a few sides to wants. Like, but we want to focus on how to get what you want in order to create a nonstop marriage. Not just to get what you want. Right. Okay. And keep that in mind. Um, your marriage is two people. You both, want, you both want things. So while you're pursuing your want from your spouse, your spouse will be pursuing their wants from you. So getting what you want is not just about wants versus needs. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we kind of weigh and we say, well, my needs are more important. Like I need to eat. Right. But I want to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to look at it as it's all inclusive. We want our needs to be met and we want our wants to be met. Okay. Like I said, sometimes needs seem to be more critical than wants. Mm-hmm. But in this case, we're going to treat them as all the same. Right. Okay. Right. So... What is also true is that those who don't communicate what they want risk having lousy marriages. Yes, they do. Right? They end up having wiggity, wiggity, wiggity sex. <laughs> yes, tell your spouse what you want. Exactly. Tell them, tell them where to turn and <laughs> where to turn, what to touch, how. Yeah. That It's not wrong to do that. Some, exactly. Some people feel like, oh. I'm going to tell you this story. I heard a story um, 
what's her name again? Yes, Nicki Minaj. How do I forget her name? <laughs> I heard a story. Now, I know. Nicki Minaj, some people like, some people don't. Yeah, depending on your taste, of course. Exactly. But she told a story of how uh, a, a gentleman that she had been with was just always glorified like he was the bomb in bed. And and she told him, you didn't cut right. Mm. And he was thrown back, but he truly appreciated it because she wanted to be put to sleep. Okay. That's important. I, I need to be snoring <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> so that's her standard. <laughs> that's her standard. And I'm sure that's many women's standard. Wait, that's like they want a gym workout? Listen. Because, all right, fair enough. Listen, I've told you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, you don't talk about what you want. You end up having a lousy marriage. You have wiggity sex. Okay. And, what, and then what happens? Yep. They compare their marriage to other marriages without having the right information. Okay. They become resentful. They live a life of regret. To avoid these things, friends, you must communicate what you want. And what we're trying to get you to do is communicate it directly. Exactly. So some of the suggestions that we have were going to be based on a lecture by John Ullman, who delivered an excellent course, I find, on how to influence, which you can access on lynda.com if you want, mm-hmm. for the information. And we're just referencing some points. So what are some reasons why you may not get what you want? Uh, your approach. Mm-hmm. You come off aggressive. You're acting entitled. You're demanding. You're arrogant. Mm. Okay? You want this thing to be done now so you're not patient. You want it tonight. Yep. And you're not going to rest until it's done the way you want it. Yeah. Okay? The next one is that there could be uh, resistance. Yeah. And this resistance could come for, in, for many reasons okay. why this resistance exists. So, for example, your spouse might have lost trust in you Mm. um, for anything, for something. Mm -hmm. It's hard to give someone what they want when they don't trust you. Mm -hmm. And especially if they think that you might just be taking advantage of them and using them. Mm. Okay? If you feel used, you feel like somebody's taking advantage of you, then uh, there there will be some trust issues. Mm -hmm. Another one might be you are not understood because of your approach. Okay, or you just give some of the information, leaving your spouse confused. Yeah, you want him or her to start guessing. Yeah, and they don't know where to start. And they don't know where to. And maybe start. maybe you have that personality like when they start messing up, you start freaking out, like you know, saying they don't care or they're unattentive, but you become uh, impatient. Mm-hmm. But from the get go, you didn't provide. You were not, they didn't understand what you were talking about. Right. 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 The next one is that your demands could seem unrealistic. I mean, you're asking your spouse for something that they might not be able to do. And that's, that's one of the issues with pornography because, or why pornography is bad for marriages. Because it's scripted sex. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, plumber comes over to fix the sink and next thing. I don't, I don't think it happens like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's like a desperate situation. I'm sure it ha- it's happened somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, 
You know, you can't be downstairs watching porn at 11.30 at night. Your wife's upstairs sleeping after she said, hey, honey, you coming to bed? Yeah. Then you roll up in bed, and then she's been sleeping for an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And now you want her legs up in the air. Like, you know, you want her doing some acrobatic stuff. Just (laughs) because you saw it in a a video Mm -hmm. that was scripted. Mm -hmm. Um, That's unrealistic. Yeah. And, you know, um, in our relationship. Okay. You know, I pulled off a couple of things that you liked. And yes. you're like, Where, where'd you get that from? Then I say Cosmo when I was... <laughs> <laughs> That's just the answer for everything. <laughs> I was like, don't why, worry why about Cosmo? it. Cosmo? Well, you know, but why seriously. Cosmo? Because I remember reading Cosmo at 17. Stop. It had a lot of stuff in there. You cannot tell. So, <laughs> so you're still pulling things out But no, Cosmo. it wasn't Cosmo. Reality is, I we were married for 13 years. You and I, I Not even figure, but I listened to how you respond to certain things. Okay. okay and sometimes I might put a one-two here together. You know, combine a couple of things and you're like, ooh, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. And sometimes your demands don't fit the family strategy or it fits the values. All of a sudden you're doing things that cost a lot of money, take up a lot of time. Mm. So in these instances, you're going to get some resistance. Right, okay? right. So, one, your approach is terrible. There's resistance. And what's the third one? The third one is you have a tendency to complain rather than speak directly. Yeah. One of the worst attitudes you could have is to complain. Okay? At some point in your relationship, you have to decide how you communicate with each other. Preferably, you should be able to communicate directly. Be straight up. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to be straight. Use the words and... Even if you need a minute to think. Yes. Say, give me a minute to put my thoughts together. Yeah. So you use the best words possible. Yeah. And you bring the right feelings in. True. Okay. Now, I mean, when you complain, you're doing a few things. Um, One, you're hiding your vulnerability. And sometimes people tend to be afraid of not getting what they want, not getting their needs met. So they complain. Right. Or they come off with an attitude of complaining. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, the other one is that you're probably putting your spouse down. Yeah. Because when you do complain, you're going to over-exaggerate oh. what you're not getting. And then you're going to over-exaggerate your spouse's inability to provide the satisfaction that you look for. So you say things like, you always, and you never. And you only point to negative occurrences. Yeah. Like... You're going to say, you never kiss me, but you're not going to say, you always kiss me, mm-hmm. right? You're going to say, you always ditch me. Yeah. You're not going to say, you never ditch me. Yeah. So, again, when you complain, you're going to put your spouse down. Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay. You are placing unfair responsibility on your spouse, okay? Yep. You are asking your spouse to be accountable for something that they might not agree with. Yep. Something they may not understand or something they are not even aware of. Right. So that's why you shouldn't complain. Or don't come off as complaining. Now, that could be an interpretation, though. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that later on. Okay. So we just answered question number one. Why you may not get what you want. So right. question number two is... What should you consider about yourself before you ask? So, what you want to do is assess your real wants or needs. 
We referenced this book a few times, Dr. Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. I think it's a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you prefer from your spouse? Do you enjoy touching? Do you feel loved when your spouse commits acts of service? Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy spending quality time? Do you love gifts? Do you like words of affirmation? This is a great start. Right. Okay? But I think you could dig a little deeper here by looking at the types of service. Like, for me, I think we've established our love languages. Yeah. Um, I like acts of service, and I like words of affirmation. Now, if I know that you're going to be outside changing the tires on the van, we drive a van because mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a big family. Mm-hmm. If I know you're going to be outside changing the tires on the van after the first snowfall, I, I feel like that's, that's too much. Dramatic. Yeah, that's that's way too much. Like I, I, I'd feel bad. Like I wouldn't come home and feel happy that you went through all that. Mm-hmm. But if I come home and you know, there's candles burning, there's a candlelit dinner supper prepared for all of us, and then laundry. Sorry, you mean all, all six of us? All six of us. That's oh, fine. Coming okay. from work, it's a long day. Candles with the kids. Okay. Yeah, they'd probably be weirded out by it. Yeah, but, they would, 1,000%. But I just see it as, this is next level. <laughs> and, you know, the laundry's put away, my boxers are in the same place, my <laughs> gym stuff is in the right place. I could grab them before I go to the gym. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know? But I'm not expecting you to do demanding stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, in that case, I have to really assess, I'm assessing my needs and my wants. Mm-hmm. What do I, what am I comfortable with you doing, right? So I'm going to be asking, what's really missing here? Is it a small thing or is it a big thing? Mm-hmm. Um, are there clear gaps that need to be closed? Uh, for example, you love spending quality time, yeah, right? But there's other people out there that love spending quality time. And some people like even more when their spouse takes initiative. Yes. But how realistic is it for you or for your spouse to go climb a mountain? You know, Kilimanjaro next week just to spend quality time. Mm-hmm. So, is it about quality time or is it about finding? Is it about the type of quality time and like the expense of the quality time, or is mm-hmm. it just really about hey, we haven't been around each other for a while. Yeah, we've been so busy. Can we catch up? Yeah. Okay. I mean, even for me, just to go even deep, deeper, it doesn't have to be that Mount Kilimanjaro or us having to go out on a date. It could be. You and I sitting on the bed with takeout, watching mm-hmm. a movie. That's huge for me. That means, and when you initiate it, you're saying, love you, girl. Let's keep going. Right? I get it. Absolutely. I get it. Absolutely. So, what was the next part of that? So, the next part is prepare to negotiate. Okay. So, negotiating is not about getting your way. And I read an article by Sophia Dembling, and she said, and this was in Success Magazine, and she said that negotiating can be intimidating, uncomfortable, and even embarrassing. Okay, this is what happens when you go to a car dealership or if I go to the furniture store with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So normally, yes, I'm not going to get into the stories because I've seen this happen too many times. <laughs> So negotiation normally is seen as how well are you able to dupe your counterpart into mm. getting what you want without giving up much. 
But that's not negotiation. Mm-hmm. Negotiation is meeting each other where you're at. Mm. Actually, proper negotiation requires honesty because what you're essentially doing is building a relationship. Yeah. You know, at the end of a negotiation, both parties should feel satisfied. And you know what? In that same article by Sophia Dembling, she writes that skilled negotiators see negotiating as much more than a transaction. It's a relationship requiring sensitivity and emotional intelligence. Yes. So if you have to negotiate in your marriage, then you need to understand how you can impact your relationship if you try to manipulate your spouse. Yeah. It's yeah. not about manipulation. It actually carries similar meaning to one of our favorite words, collaboration. Collaboration. Yeah. That's right. So if you're going to get what you want, then you have to prepare to put it on the table and have it fall in the middle of the list or at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Because negotiation is important because there's always alternatives. Yeah, yeah. There's usually more than one way to skin the cat, more than right. one ways to do things. Yes. And then, of course, you have to consider the timing and the cost. Of course. Right? Right, right. The next one, then, is to prepare to compromise. Mm-hmm. Okay? Compromises are good when your attitude is collaborating. Again, collaboration. Right. And the solution is temporary. So, basically, compromising is a like a short-term like, ultimately, you want to collaborate. Right. But you're just doing this for now. It's Absol- temporary. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Compromises are not long-term solutions. They are like placeholders, right? Yep, yep. They are based on what needs to be accomplished today versus what can be accomplished later on. Yeah, that makes sense. At the end of the day, someone is going to feel short-changed if this goes on long-term and keeps repeating yeah right right, you want to spend quality time together it takes preparation to climb mount Mount kilimanjaro for now you can settle for a hike in the closest park if it's not mount kilimanjaro right if mount kilimanjaro is not in your neighborhood go to the one up the street go up go out for a walk even exactly you know maybe you don't even need to go to a mountain or sorry (laughs) that 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 hill or in that height, go for a walk down the street. Right. Start there. And then the last part of this is you um, is organize your thoughts. Yes. And this is easier if you've actually assessed what you really want. Yeah. So I've already rationalized things. I know what's feasible. I know what I want. I've right. taken out the impossibility, the, the the unrealistic demands, and now I could say. What I could go to my spouse and say, here's what I want. Yeah. And it is respectful to organize your thoughts because you're treating your spouse like a worthy human being. Yeah. You know, yeah. it shows that you respect yourself to think it through, to know exactly what you want, mm-hmm. and that you respect, it spou- respect your spouse to think it through and tell them directly mm. what you want. Just like how you treat an executive or a supervisor right. or a partner or an investor. You want to bring information to them that they can process properly yes okay yes. and it also shows that when something matters to you when you put time into considering what you want that means you also consider the other person namely your spouse yes yes okay all right so the next question that we're going to be answering is what should you consider about your spouse before you ask so how does your sp- spouse communicate do they like to be spoken to directly? So to the point about complaining, Julie hates it when I sound like I'm complaining. But I also hate when she accuses me of complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I get it. You know, and I've, I've said it, you know, I don't like when you accuse me of complaining because I'm not. I'm just talking. 
Yeah, okay. but your tone of voice yeah. changes, boo-boo. Right. And it, I know you're looking at it as, can you just come out and say it? Because, you know, I, I rarely talk, apparently. And I internalize things. and Yeah. <laughs> and I process things internally. But I'm looking at it like, okay, I rarely talk. So for me to be opening my mouth and saying some things regarding this thing, it's not me complaining. <laughs> okay? And this is... It's okay because we understand how each other communicates. It's been years, and like I said, I finally realized that when you are thinking things through, you talk it as you think it. And my job is to let you get to the end of your talking and thinking before I jump on a point in the thinking process and then accusing you or you know, attacking you on that point. Mm-hmm. Right? So I got, you have to know how your spouse communicates. Okay, the other part is how does your spouse absorb information? How do they learn? Mm-hmm. Right? Do they need to be convinced? Do they process information slowly? Do you need to show up with the slide deck? Yeah, like a PowerPoint or I know Google Slides. And your points, you know, highlighted in there. The words need to be highlighted properly. Right. Look here. Look there. Exactly. Look here, look there. Yeah, yeah. Do they need visuals? Do they? need another perspective other than your own? Do they need rational analysis? You might need to spell out exactly what the loss is. So here's the thing. When Julie wants to get down, (laughs) she hates having a roadmap. I hate it. (laughs) But, you know, I don't mind a roadmap. I hate... (laughs) But here's the problem. Have your roadmap. Just don't tell me. Okay, good. I get it. (laughs) Now, one of the issues that we stumbled across was that if I wasn't ripping her clothes off, she thought I didn't want to, you know, I, I, I was having issues with wanting to get down. And I'm like, listen, just because I'm not ripping your clothes off doesn't mean I don't want to. Okay? Well, no. I, but I, I also know that every once in a while, I can't come with a map and a layout and a timeline of exactly what's going to happen for the next 28 minutes. <laughs> Sometimes I just have to, you know, rip her clothes off. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do they process information? Um, another thing to consider is what, what is their personality type? Um, Florence Litauer. Yeah. Personality type. It's a good book you should get if you want. Um, called Personality Plus. Mm-hmm. And she lists some personality types. She says that sanguines are more social, melancholics are, they think. Mm -hmm. There's cholerics who are the commander types and the phlegmatics who are more peaceful and laid back. Right. You know, so your spouse might have one of those personality types. No, there's a lot of information on personality types out there. So, but this is just one suggestion. It's a good thing to start at Mm -hmm. to look at how your spouse, what their personality type is and how they might communicate information. Yeah. So the next question is, what behaviors can influence your spouse? Yeah. So your behavior can either nudge your spouse in the right direction or in the opposite direction, okay? Are you listening to them as you talk about what you want? Do you engage them in understanding what is missing for you? Or are you are you just being arrogant about your wants? Mm-hmm. Even though you are asking something for yourself... Are you being empathetic towards them? Yes. You know, it, it, it might be something that might be difficult for them to actually 
go after or execute mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It could be something from the past. Yeah. It true. could be a mistake that they might have made even within the marriage. So even even going after that specifically, don't be aggressive. Be empathetic about it. Yes. Okay? You might have to demonstrate the gains and the pains from both sides. Mm-hmm. As in the pains and gains for yourself and the pains and gains for your spouse. Yeah. This might be very tricky. Very, very tricky. Yeah. Maybe you need more quali- more quality time with your spouse, okay? You like phys- physical activity, but your spouse has an, has an issue there, okay? You can be eth- empathetic, but suggesting something your spouse can manage, but that will help them build momentum and confidence from more rigorous physical activity. Very simple. All right. The next thing is, are you being impatient and frustrated? Uh, you might need to present your idea more than once. Mm-hmm. Okay, if your spouse needs time to think things over, then you need to communicate early and often and give them enough room to absorb the information until they feel they have enough information to engage in a meaningful conversation. Not even to make a decision, but to have a meaningful conversation that can get to a resolution. And you also need to be aware of yourself because you might be getting frustrated. Um, Remember in episode 13, we talked about the four steps to getting around frustration Number one, identify the cause of the frustration, how severe it is. Decide what the ideal environment would be minus that, minus that frustration. And then take first steps to make it better. Ideally, you should take small steps. And then finally, monitor the resistance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once you've answered those questions, you've answered the question on what you should consider about your spouse before you ask. Right. The right. next question is, now, you gotta, now you've thought about yourself, You thought about your spouse. Now let's think about the marriage. Mm -hmm. What should you consider about your marriage? So what are your shared values, your principles and purposes? Yes. In part one of this series, we talked about the practical things. What do you value? What is your purpose? What are you guiding? What are your guiding principles? Yeah. Well, honey... We are at this age. We are not getting any younger. I need you to get on board with this. Right. Okay? How does your want connect to strategies or high-level goals? Maybe you're asking for... your. Maybe the thing that you're asking for, your marriage isn't ready for. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not time to jump into leadership at work. Maybe it's not time to jump into entrepreneurship and bring on more debt to the house. Yeah. To the home. So... How does what you want connect to the high-level strategies and goals? Yes. Okay. Okay. The next point is, are there similarities between what you want and what your spouse wants? Right. You probably both are doing this exercise. Mm -hmm. Because if you both want the same thing, you are already way further ahead than you think. True. But sometimes we become so inwardly focused that we fail to look at another perspective and basically missing out. Mm -hmm. If there are commonalities or similarities that we recognize, then change the conversation to we and us. We and us. Yes. I'm going to say it again. We We and and us us. to highlight commonalities. Okay? I agree with that. So, the other thing is, is it possible to encourage commitments and consistency? Can we actually commit to this thing? Can we commit to this long term or even long enough 
to retrain ourselves mm-hmm. where it becomes a habit in our marriage. Yep. Okay. And then last, how will this impact our marriage overall? Are we going to be better off in the short run? Are we going to suffer in the long run? Are we going to be better off in the long run and suffer in the short run? How long are these short and long run periods? How yeah. long are they going to last? Something that will take a few weeks to do and take 20 years to recover might not be such a great idea. Yeah. But something that will cause you to struggle for two weeks but make your life easier for the next 20 years, that sounds like a golden opportunity. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So the next question that we're going to answer now is, how do you prepare your spouse to give you what you want? That's question five. All right. So one way is to lead by example. The worst thing you can do is ask your spouse to provide something, then just sit back and watch and complain and criticize. (laughs) Show them what to do. In this case, you're being a teacher and you're being a student. Yeah. Because you're teaching them and you're learning how they're doing it. Yeah. 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 Another way is an, is to ask for their input, yeah. right? Ask them for help or advice and allow yourself to be influenceable. Yes. All right? Yes, you are the one who is making the request. But allow your spouse to contribute as well. Yeah, because sometimes, a lot of times, we don't know exactly what we want. Yeah. And Did can... you mean this? How about this? Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Another way is to give them a head start on progress. Uh, this could be you doing the initial legwork and then merging them in, or rewarding them for completing more than they actually completed. For example, you want your spouse to be more proactive when it comes to your wedding anniversary or your birthday. Mm-hmm. Then suggest a few places you would like to go. Yeah. So give them a head start. And don't say, surprise me. Then get angry when they surprise you. Yeah. At how how bad it is, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can also turn objections into actions. Right. By encouraging your spouse to take baby steps. Don't throw them in the deep end or drag them out in the deep end. Let them get their feet wet a little bit. Yes. It's also kind of a training exercise for yeah. both of you. Yeah. This is what I want. Your spouse is now committing to providing it. They're going to take time of to course. get it to the level that you want it at. Absolutely. Whatever this thing is that you want. Yeah. And then another thing you could do is reference leg- legitimate policies, standards, or guidelines. That sounds very technical. Uh, maybe it's something relating to your spouse's diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's their spending habits. Maybe it's, maybe it's what time they're coming in at night. You know, what you could do is get your hands on some credible sources and show them the information along with the consequences. Um, if both spouses are religious, then you could refer to your religious teachings. Mm-hmm. That's one way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the next point is, of course, keep prioritizing yeah okay this way your spouse trusts that you are not just self-focused but you're focused on their needs as well yes this is so important because everyone wants to feel valued yes this even though you are busy asking for certain things Mm. make sure that you are showing your spouse i'm asking you because i value you and i can only get it from you true right that's a good point So, our final question. Very important question, though. Yes, that we're going to answer now is, what should you do after you get what you want? Yeah. What's the first? Sure. Show gratitude and appreciation. 
Let your spouse know how it made you feel that they did that. This is the only way you can turn it into a habit or a part of your routine. This series is about nonstop marriages. So the idea is for you to put permanent things in your marriage or as permanent as they can get. Yes. If there is no gratitude or appreciation, then it might just be a one-off thing. And there it goes back out the window. And the next part is after you show gratitude and appreciation, remember there's a list of things that you guys have that you want. Mm -hmm. Initiate reciprocation. Yes. How are you going to do that if you don't talk? Yeah. How are you going to do that if your spouse doesn't talk to you? Yeah. Okay, so take initiative in finding out or carrying out what your spouse wants. And this is assuming that you have a collaborative approach to your marriage. So you have a list of things on the table You prioritize them, and you're going through them one by one, ticking them off. And it's a good idea to revisit the things that you might have compromised on. Mm -hmm. We talked about compromising. Compromising is temporary. Mm -hmm. It's it's an urgent situation. We got to do something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the hit for this. You might take the hit for this. Let's go back to that now so we don't make it long-term to create resentment and regret. Mm -hmm. Okay, Because over a long time, if you don't visit those things that you compromised on, that person's going to feel disadvantaged or used Mm -hmm. if you do these two things and you create then you create moment oh my gosh i'm losing create do these two things to create momentum Mm -hmm. and this will help you tackle other things on the list of wants especially especially since you presented yourself as not being selfish now i'm gonna go back to showing gratitude and appreciation okay One of the biggest, biggest things is, even if it's a small baby step, if you show gratification right away, it's going to motivate your spouse Mm -hmm. to keep going further and find ways to go further. Even if it's a week later, two weeks later, you're saying, man, thank you so much for taking me on that walk that other day. Yeah. You don't think that's going to motivate your spouse to say, my now, spouse now wants go to cl- go to Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I am finding every yeah, way yeah, to go to yeah. Mount Kilimanjaro. That's true. That's right? True. Find ways to show gratitude. Keep talking about it. Thank you so much. for The next thing you know, you have a booked flight all the way to Kenya, Tanzania. Boop, boop, TZ. Bongo flavor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you touched on a point because people like reward. Absolutely. And the appreciation is like, that's the reward. Absolutely. So because you've given me that reward, I'm going to reward you now with something even greater. Right? Because there's love even there. even more thank you. Yes. Whatever that the, looks the, like. The thank you will come in different <laughs> forms. Show yeah. the thank you in different forms, peoples. Carry on. Yeah, there you have it, folks. Another important piece in the puzzle of creating nonstop marriages. You have to be able to communicate your wants. Keeping yourself mute in your marriage will create resentment and regret, Mm. which is a recipe for an early end to your marriage. So open your mouth and talk Talk. directly. Not complain, directly. Yes. So that's pretty cool. This is four parts already done. In the next part of the series, we're going to be looking at entitlement. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you have a right to be to a perfect marriage? Do you have a right to happiness in your marriage? Mm-hmm. What does your spouse owe you for being married to them? Ooh. 
Sorting through entitlement is a critical piece in creating a marriage that lasts forever. Touch it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. That is our feature for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again. We love, love, love spending time with you. All right. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be be successful successful too. too.